Welcome to No Such Thing as Normal podcast with Natalie Hayes and Jess McKeown. This is a casual podcast where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about in order to help you normalize your real life because we're all just a bunch of weirdos having a completely human experience in a society that asks us to pretend like we're not. And I'm your host, Jess, a gifted channel for the spirit baby realm who facilitates deep soul healing by delivering divine messages and teaching you how to connect with your spirit babies. And I'm your other host, Natalie, an intuitive mentor and a transformative healer. Should I add in a new mom? <laughs> like, I feel like a new mom only needs to be said once. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're still a new mom, though. I'm still a new mom. Just update. <laughs> okay. So with that, be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Watch our 100% unedited episodes on YouTube. That is so hard to say, by the way. And you can also follow us on IG at McJaguar and at Intuitively Natalie for more weirdo and woo-woo content. And if you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review and subscribe and tag us and share it on your social media and tell your friends so that more people can unleash their weird with you. Do it. Do it. Um, <laughs> Mercury just got out of retrograde, so bear with us. <laughs> oh, we're just like, uh, <laughs> we're ready. We're here for it. Um, I actually cannot believe that we recorded two weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. What is time? I don't know. You you texted me this morning or last night? Last night? Last night. And you were like, hey, you ready to record the podcast tomorrow? And I was like, what? I was like, we just did it. No. Did. A whole two weeks went by. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I was on my moon cycle. And now I'm not. So anyway. That's why. What is time, time lately? Welcome. <laughs> I don't know. I live my life in three hour increments now. I have no idea what day it is. That's true. I know time must be so different for you. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Is it more like truly like you don't know what time doesn't really matter, huh? It doesn't. It's like you have to be anywhere. <laughs> right. This is my job. You're like, <laughs> this is what I, I do know. now. You do have to feed somebody, but yeah, I don't wear a watch anymore. And so I, and I guess people say, oh, you can look at your phone, but I don't really do that. I don't have clocks around my house. There's like, but there's a bird clock that my husband has in the office mm -hmm. and it chirps a different bird. And so we're like, oh, yeah. it's the nine o'clock bird. Or sometimes we're like, oh, it's the midnight bird. Like we better get to bed. <laughs> Not the midnight bird. Not the midnight bird. It's also the noon bird. So. Oh, same. Well. <laughs> Okay, so we got some really interesting questions. Yeah, we are doing something new for this season where we're yes. going to pick a few handful, if you will, of questions every episode um, to answer your like personal messages, but we're going to do it anonymously. Yep. And if you like, if you get chills when you listen to the answer, mm. you're like, oh my God, this is what I need to hear. Then this message is for you too. And that's why we're doing it. So it's anonymous and personal, but still general. I love that. <laughs> Anonymous and personal, but still general. Very applicable to anybody's life. Welcome. <laughs> but I, we're, we're laughing because it's um, what a lot of the work that we're doing is this big collective work with this podcast. And we want to normalize things. We want to get things out there. And so 
as we were looking at the questions, I mean, a lot of you have really beautiful and specific questions and mm -hmm. we would recommend session with me. And when Natalie's open session with her to understand your in intuition better, to understand your timing for your baby. We, we did pick questions that we also felt could have a collective answer and that we could expand on for the benefit of the collective as well, but we will keep these questions in the queue and maybe bring them up another time. So yeah. So keep, keep listening, find out if yours is answered or <laughs> like listening or like, so keep listening, keep listening. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, we did want to catch up first before we dive into the we questions. Did. We did. I texted Jess this morning yeah. and offered <laughs> to start a new segment. Yes. Called Crises in Motherhood. Like, what are my new crises this week in motherhood? No, because it was something else. It was cuter. Fresh <laughs> anxiety. It was fresh, fresh anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> I just loved it. <laughs> fresh anxiety of the week, the day. Yes. The week. The daily. The week. Yeah, I'd say these come in about like week themes. <laughs> what is this week's theme? Um, okay, this week, Maeve is very fussy. Oh my God, she's so fussy. I don't know. She's got like gas. Like I changed. Oh, breastfeeding. That's what's this week. The new crises. Yeah. I like couldn't think of what it was. <laughs> she's like, oh, those are for next week. <laughs> my brain. Yeah. Um, breastfeeding. Okay, so if any of you have a kiddo or a newborn that's going to get like a tongue tie release, the dentist because dentists can perform this it doesn't have to be like an oral surgeon the dentist also i recommend getting it done with a laser versus scissors that sounds barbaric um and the laser will cauterize it it's much less traumatic for your child but so she got but this not done. for the parent <laughs> no it's still traumatic for you <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately um, so she got this done a few weeks ago and the reason she got it done is because she was like really fussy, gassy, burpy, trouble feeding. She would fall asleep a lot while breastfeeding. And that's like a, an indication that it's really hard for her. It was taking a lot of effort because she couldn't get a good latch. She couldn't get a good seal. So she was falling asleep constantly. It was tough, you know, and then she's cluster feeding. She's not getting like full. It was, it was a mess. So, uh, and she would mouth breathe, which is not normal for a newborn. <laughs> Oh, very cute but not normal <laughs> so these are all signs that there could a be a tie. tongue tie okay. or like a lip tie or a cheek tie like they're all what's kind a of... lip tie what's a cheek tie the lip ties are like it's the same tissue but it's like up under your lips oh, so they one? can't so the, yeah so they can't like flare okay. <laughs> and then they can also too. have cheek ties like it's the same tissue the same frenum but oh, it's on the inside of your oh up in here yeah mm -hmm. interesting so she had a tongue and a lip tie so we got that done Oh, and then I was like, oh, okay, well now we can breastfeed like perfect. Cause I had been pumping for a week. Cause I was worried she wasn't getting enough. Um, I was worried she wasn't getting weight and she was going to get dehydrated because I know too many things. So <laughs> I was pumping for a week. So immediately after the tongue tie release, I started breastfeeding again. And what they didn't tell me was she needed to rebuild strength in her tongue that her latch still wouldn't be effective. So last week, uh, surprise, I got clogged ducts. So because fun. Her, yeah, because her suck wasn't strong enough anymore. She needed to rebuild that strength. So she wasn't like draining enough with each feed. Um, the clogged ducts led to me getting sick and I lost my milk supply. Yes. Like she it went pictures with her boobs in heating pads, <laughs> covered in a She's heating pad, lotions, oil, all of the potions, teas, 
massage like yeah the stuff that you did to get this milk to flow it intuitive channeling we talked to the ducks everything I did everything (laughs) and then because of lack of sleep I got sick and probably from the clock ducks I think I had like an immune response like some system just flared up and I was like sweaty I had chills I like sweat through my clothes for like 48 hours and then it like my milk went away which it will do that when you have a clogged duck like your milk supply will decrease in the affected boob. Uh, and it did. And then I got sick. Does it like come out more the other one? No. No. <laughs> it doesn't like make up for it. Uh, and then sickness also can affect your milk supply. Everything can affect your, the, the way the wind is blowing can affect your milk supply. <laughs> come to find out. Um, so I lost it. And it's not like, I haven't heard of people like getting it back. I was really freaked out. Oh. So stressful when you're like responsible for keeping this newborn alive with your boobs and then they stop working and there's a formula shortage and yeah. she can't have dairy or gluten. Yeah, no. <laughs> so there's like very few formulas she could have. Uh, so it was crisis mode during the weekend and I did everything. Mm-hmm. I pumped every two hours for three days. I started taking like legendary milk supplements. Okay. Got some sunflower lecithin to prevent more clogs. I'm like on all of these new milk supplements, which is why I think she's gassy this week. Mm. And then my chiropractor um, gave me fennel oil and rosemary oil. And I diluted it in some olive oil and like a one-to-one dilution and put that on my boobs. And within 24 hours, I was making adequate milk supply. Wow. Yeah. So I really think it was the oils. So if you're breastfeeding, tongue tie issues, whatever, if you feel like your milk supply is dropping, try try all those things. (laughs) But I feel like the oils really helped. Because we had a long chat about um, formulas and donor milk and trying to find donor milk who are gluten-free and dairy-free and just having to make those decisions in motherhood of like, this is the options. We got to make the best with what we have the best like we, we talked a lot about it doesn't look like what you want the best to look like necessarily yeah. so making yeah. decisions by giving her soy yeah Ugh. and I, I can imagine right that's hard but again right like feeding the baby over that is best you know those other chemicals or other things in her but yeah I got a hit that you're right about the the gases from the supplements stuff whatever because I just heard because it's not for her. Yeah. And it's her body is just like whoop, moving it out. And I want to harden the pain. Like I started taking two <laughs> at once. <laughs> so it's, I want a little hard the pain. I'm sure her. But now back. milk is back. It's flowing. La leche. Great. I, yeah, I'm having let down. I wasn't having let down for a few days. So like it's that? actually where the milk lets down to your nipples. <laughs> so it's and like you like ready. go through your, your shirt sometimes. Is that what that is? I don't, I am not an oversupplier so that's I don't an oversupplier leak. thing okay yeah. oh that's leaking okay I don't leak yeah wait what let down if you what is it it comes like you can feel it mm-hmm. yeah it's a really weird sensation it feels like pins Ooh. and needles in your nipples I mean, and your nipples like get swollen ready. yeah it's like the milk coming down so it's ready so they call it let down I think we need a better term I know rise up rise she's downstairs <laughs> with my mom right now and she's crying so I'm rocking I'm like trying really hard not to rock <laughs> because she's crying. I've heard that people do that right it's like an actual <laughs> yeah. thing they'll just like sway yeah she's really so cute. Right maybe now. you're like telepathically rocking her <laughs> no I'm rocking too <laughs> one rocking. time 
I had a session with a spirit baby who was in heaven, heaven. Mm. Sure. Let me mm. clarify. Um, the other side. Yeah. The other side. So not in the spirit baby realm, but in the heavenly realm, um, decided to cross over all the way and not mm-hmm. return, but they had me hold them. And I held energetically a baby. Oh, you told me about that. The whole session. Yeah. And I rocked them. Like it was just the sweetest. It feels good for me too. It's yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship. (laughs) That's why like people like rock when they're like kind of stressed out. It's like kind of helps process a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really Freudian, like mother issues. like <laughs> Right. Like the rocking of the womb. Is that why people, is that why you rock babies? Cause it reminds them of the womb. Yeah. And I have learned in order to like really settle her down when she's super pissed off bouncing like up and down, like it's a lot, of, it's a lot on your knees. Um, <laughs> but that is more helpful because it like mimics you walking in the womb. So like up and down is better than like swaying. Kids, you're out of the womb. Let's go. Yeah. They don't know. She doesn't know. They don't know. They're like, this womb is different. Yeah. <laughs> it's like way bigger, but right? less like, wet. People. <laughs> less wet. Oh my God. But that's not the only crises in motherhood I had. There's um, more on fresh anxieties and fresh anxiety. Um, I found out, which I told mm. my birth story on the last episode, and then I found out that Cytotec, the drug that I was given to augment labor, um, actually is not recommended by the FDA for use in labor. Hello. It's just quote unquote common practice. Mm. And like in the moment I felt good taking it. So I'm not going to discount that. I'm not going to say like, oh, I did the wrong thing. Like, no, in the moment it did actually feel like the right quote unquote decision, the best decision, the best decision. (laughs) Yeah. But the reason why it's not FDA approved and that blows my mind because the FDA, you know, I AFL don't trust them as the end all be all the expert because they right. always, their bias leans more towards pharmaceuticals. So for them to say a pharmaceutical is not recommended, it's kind of a big deal <laughs> because it can rupture your uterus. Hi. Hi. That's a huge deal. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't just casually use this one. Right. She, it was like, she was offering me Tylenol, which in itself is not benign, but still like, <laughs> I, I, like I was floored. I felt a little victimized. I felt uninformed. Like I wasn't given mm. complete informed consent. And then Jenna reminded me that like, we don't tell everybody the side effects of every medication, the possible side effects that, that we had given as nurses. So like, I get that, that it's like a possible side effect, but like the fact that it's an off label use, like it's not FDA approved to induce or augment labor blew my mind. And then I had my last midwife appointment yesterday and I was talking with my midwife about it. And I was like, I would have made a different decision. Yeah. Had I known Yes. as a first time mom, I don't know what those strong contractions feel like. And so that was actually a false sense. She said you were basically in transition, which is like the hardest part of labor uh, four or five hours. It was, there was no slowly easing into it. There was right. no, like those contract contractions are strong enough to rupture a uterus. Oh, She's like, I wasn't there when they offered it to you or else I would have recommended you coincide that with an epidural because it's kind of unheard of that you labored with that one. Why wasn't she there? She just hadn't gotten there yet. It was so like they, early they in the did day. It that, they did it that quickly. 
Yeah. Well, because my water broke. And so they're like, we have 24 hours before this baby starts to die, which is not true. Oh, this is like, let's get the contractions going. Yes. And I had, I known that it it could cause contractions strong enough to rupture my freaking uterus. You'd be like, oh, it can result in field demise. Like it could have killed me and her. Yeah. Yeah. I would have waited to start labor naturally because they were monitoring her and she wasn't in distress. Yeah. So I could have waited. How, how do people like, okay, this is the question that's coming for me from the spirit babies. It's like, mm-hmm. are there like the 10 drugs they may offer you in pregnancy, <laughs> right? Like, but you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. then like, are there like top things that we can have like a list up when we go in to be like, yes, no, or even like you said, understand the side effects. I mean, I feel like we have to do our own discovery and research on this. Perhaps I don't think a hospital is going to offer this, but they're not. I, I've heard people. like Pitocin and I've heard epidural and I've heard, I, yeah. this is a new one to me, but like, I think Pitocin and Cytotec are the two most common that are used to induce labor. And those cause oh. contractions stronger than your not natural contractions, which is why they typically lead to an epidural. It just really infuriates me that they do this. It can lead to fetal demise because the contractions are too strong. They're not your natural quote unquote natural. Oh, it can cause not like your stress body. on them? Yes. And that's also like I, I bled was because my uterus was so fatigued from being like artificially stimulated to contract that hard for that long. So it, these things like taking these, if, if your doctor like casually mentions like, oh, we're going to start you on side attack or, oh, let's, we're just going to start Pitocin. Like those are not benign interventions. They typically lead to more interventions like epidurals, C-sections, hemorrhage, fetal demise, yeah, the spirit babies are like, you cannot replicate the body. You can't. And I get like... that sometimes it's, sometimes you don't have a choice. And I, I understand that. Okay. So tell, tell, tell me about this choice though, right? Like you kind of were like, she's okay. She's not in any distress. What made you make that choice to do that? I didn't know because there was meconium in her amniotic fluid. Like, do you wait until she is in distress? to do something because that would win me a c-section right so and i didn't want an emergency i didn't want her to go into distress but i would have waited longer um my guides just said thank please everybody thank baby may for bringing information and awareness about this drug and please add it to your birth plans and your list of questions for your doctors midwives nurses hospital staff and team yeah it's off-label use to use in labor and like I don't know. We just have to be our own advocates in here, you guys, and just bring these babies in healthy. And if we have souls like Maeve who come in and do collective work to inform us of this, let's spread the word. Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to talk about it was because I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are like thinking about conceiving or about to conceive. So just so you know, if you feel good about doing something, then it's a part of your path. Then like follow that. Don't let me deter you. But in the name of informed consent, yeah. Just so you know, it's an off-label use because of ruptured uteruses. And then, okay. So if they had told you that, mm-hmm. what would you have then maybe just waited? I would have waited to start labor naturally. Okay. And if that didn't happen, then I probably would have taken it, but I wish the risks. And I wish somebody would have said like, Hey, these are going to make your contractions so much stronger, <laughs> like 10 times stronger. Like this whole, like what for seven weeks now, I thought I was just like a little bitch. Like 
how do people give labor like how do people give birth that was fucking terrible it was the worst time of my life it's the most pain I've ever been in come to find out it's like artificial pain like it shouldn't have been that bad I shouldn't yeah. have suffered through that had I known that it was going to cause these artificially strong contractions I would have gotten an epidural sooner yeah yeah oh, okay five hours without one without one yeah unnecessary it was like unnecessary pain and I think that's what Ooh. I'm most upset about so a lot of, oh girl, a lot of what I'm feeling in this comment is place that we are in when we're giving birth around like, like having control, making decisions. Sorry, it's coming through really big, mm-hmm. the big, big energy, but like, ah, oh, this, this, like, um, I don't know, like this, there's like a tearing down feeling that's going on right now. Sorry. It's just really intense for me. We talked a lot about your birth being collective and I just feel it. It's like the disruption. It's just like a continuing from like a theme last year was this like disrupting of illusions. It's this breaking down of illusions that your doctor has your best interests at heart, that, that you can essentially entrust somebody else to make those decisions for you when only you know what those decisions are, are going to look like for you, what the best decision is going to be like for you. Yeah. It's, Oh, Natalie, it's just a lot. I have to like, it is a lot. Myself. Um, I, I think just if you're having babies, if you're on this journey, like this is an important part. If you're birthing in a hospital, right? Like it's important to have this understanding of what's going on in there. And it's like birth is so vulnerable. You have to be able to trust that you're in a safe space and that there are advocates and stuff there for you because you check out. Yeah. You can't give birth if you don't check out. Ooh, girl. So like that's a part of the pain too. It's like the unnecessary pain that I went through in an environment that I thought was safe in an environment where I thought they were holding my best interest at heart and come to find out I wasn't informed. Thank you. That thought yeah. came back to me when you said that. It's like, <laughs> like long as journey. Okay. So the point that you're making about, you know, had I known this information, I wouldn't have suffered for five hours before the epidural. Um, the, the, what I just went through you guys, if I'm sorry, if I was like a spacey cadet, cause they took me up and then brought me back down, but <laughs> it's like, no, you guys it's serious, but it's like, <laughs> here we go. Yay. Um, like the suffering of women in childbirth, mm-hmm. like, you guys, have you seen that they're covering like the faces of women mannequins and like women can't bear their arms? Like you guys, the stuff that is coming, my guys are saying like, don't say you guys, but like the stuff that is coming around how much people are okay with women suffering. Suffering. It's done, friends. I, I sent you that TikTok. Do you remember I sent you that TikTok you this did. week? You did. And, and all this stuff has been building. It's just, it's too much. We can't, yeah. it's like, what's not normal, this women suffering means not being informed, whatever, telling them to be quiet, whatever. No, 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 no. So fired up about that. But that's what they showed me. Just this whole big expansion. It started with like this picture of Natalie. I just want to show you how my visions go, <laughs> of, like in the hospital, like not getting consent. And then it just like expanded to show me like every single and in- not every single instance, but multiple instances of the collective work of this happening to women. Yeah. It's just, it's unreal. I, it's still like tied to that. Like women aren't capable of making their own decisions for like their body, their bodily autonomy. Like it ties into so many collective themes happening right now. And that TikTok that I sent you was about this woman who went to go see her primary care provider 
Yes. And she was saying, oh, I'm so tired. I've been really tired lately, blah, blah. She has a three-year-old and her doctor was like, welcome to motherhood. Didn't like run any extra tests, didn't like pursue it further. And then her husband went to his doctor and said the same thing. And they ran a sleep study and they (laughs) did labs and they really tried to get to the root cause. And then like come to find out her endocrinologist found out she'd had a pelvic infection for three years, causing her fatigue. From birth. From birth. Yeah. But she was just swept under the rug. Just, well, welcome to motherhood. It's not supposed to be hard, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Not supposed to be hard. No, 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 no. If anybody says that to you, like in that way, welcome to motherhood. I feel like you have the right to like give the birth. Kindly, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> kindly, with respect, fuck you. <laughs> Bestie, fuck off. Bestie, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's not okay. Um, And then my guides just chimed in, of course, like, and then just imagine being a black woman, a right. woman of color, even right? More. Like maternal rates of deaths in black women are even higher. Abysmal. It's just- we're not believed it's horrific I know so we're fired up and we're gonna fix this (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're hoping you're angry too yeah stand up for yourself all right that's it that's what those are my fresh anxieties in motherhood a could have died in birth and um my milk (laughs) (laughs) could have not fed her child and died so you know basically facing death casual every day <laughs> really casual yeah on the on the, <laughs> on the dl <laughs> yeah i think maybe that's why people like make such a big deal about the first birthday because they're like we fucking made it a year we fucking made it <laughs> she's, she's alive, she's alive. <laughs> eat some cake <laughs> the babies are like what yeah goodness um okay wow i love i love fresh anxieties in motherhood i think that's a good way to share all your collectiveness I think so. I, if more come up, I, this might not be, I if. hope that this is not a <laughs> a weekly segment. <laughs> like I'd like, a, I'd like a break, please from the new anxieties. Oh, the, I love it. Fresh anxieties. Um, but maybe that's a good question is like, how are you dealing with the constant hijacking of your nervous system and <laughs> feeling that you've maybe almost died yeah. or almost killed someone? Correct. Yeah. What do you do for that? It's a, you just cry when you need to cry. That's the <laughs> okay. best thing I can just cry okay. when you need to cry. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, only like, it like cracks you open and physically able, but emotionally. I feel so like raw and emotional and like this little thing I love so much, like an inexplicable amount, unless you've been through it. Mm-hmm. Um. And also they could die at any second. And like, how do you reconcile those two things? (laughs) While also like getting dinner ready and doing some laundry and And feeding her every three hours and doing a podcast. Right. I felt I got some self-care in this week because I got to trim my fingernail. (laughs) (laughs) Self-care. Okay. We're going to, we're going to send you cute nail files and Hello Kitty nail clippers. Uh Uh-huh. I I will say, I think not everybody's motherhood journey is going to be like mine. I think Meg's a particularly difficult baby. Yeah. And that's okay because I understand that she chose me and I can handle whatever she throws at me because she chose me. So having that mindset helps me navigate having a difficult baby. Ooh, talk to me about the term difficult a baby. She does not have to be easy. I keep telling her her feelings are valid. I try not okay. to shush her when she's being emotional. Like have your emotions, feel them, but also let me change your diaper. <laughs> Is what would an easy baby be? 
just like not crying, chill, like, hey, I would cool. say, yeah, chill. She's not chill. I do not have a chill baby. <laughs> it's funny because when I talk to the spirit babies, they will, I do see that. I'm like, oh, like this is a super chill baby. Like they're just like, cool, put me it's wherever, fine. do whatever. And then I'm like, this baby likes to be held at all times. And now I understand the challenge of that because you texted me a cute photo of Maeve sleeping on you. And I'm like, Oh, this is so cute. You're like, yeah, but I need a snack. And I can't do anything. We yeah. Did, we were like devising how you could put like a snack pack on you. At I all need time. to carry a fanny pack with snacks. My <laughs> snack fanny. Your snack fanny pack. There's they're popular. Are they probably out of fashion now already? Oh, I don't even I get one. All I wear. <laughs> okay, good. Cause I think they're so cute. And I like, <laughs> I, all I, wear. I resist trends for so long. So I'm like, is this staying around? Are you guys really wearing a fanny pack over your armpit right now? What's going on? I love it. And now it's here to stay. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll probably join in. I'm like on Mm -hmm. the low bell curve of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. Babies, babies are a lot. Not all babies are a lot, but my baby is a lot. (sighs) I feel, I feel like (laughs) when you say, I'm sorry. I just feel like when you're like, I have a difficult baby. I feel like you're like, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh like, no! I know. Like I'm gonna get an A plus on this, right? Like I'm, I'm doing the cha- the challenging work. Um, I think it's good to admit when you have maybe a more challenging baby, right? Difficult baby. I think there's a lot of power in just saying that out loud. Like there's no yeah. shame around it. She's difficult. Yeah. She doesn't have to be easy. I'm not asking her to be easy, but like my experience of her is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, I feel like it's not even her. It's just the environment and her adjusting to things, you know? It. I think it is a tough adjustment. <laughs> like it's some, her. <laughs> some babies are more sensitive. She's definitely very sensitive and we're yeah. very, very emotional. Oh, I know. She's so sweet. I just love her energy so much. But I think like, is it, it's just harder when you're tired and in a, like adjusting to like, co-regulate mm-hmm. like what like what's making it what is hard about it yeah I mean it's the volume like the loud <laughs> cry volume, volume. yeah <laughs> the scream crying um the like well <laughs> I can tell I tell just my loop earplugs <laughs> yeah get your sponsored but these are regulate. so good yes I have it, multiple yes. pairs because I'm noise sensitive yes we're noise sensitive Get some if your baby cries, yes. put earplugs in. There's no shame while they're crying. It just helps no. you regulate. Totally. They have literally on this website, if you have kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I think that's a great suggestion to help you stay calm because they pick up on your energy. They will escalate if you escalate. And they're the crying, like that activates your, your fight or flight, right? Is that what it's, it kind of does? Yeah, because it's yeah. the cry serves a purpose that there's something yeah. wrong. So you go into like problem solving mode. Maeve is like, there's so much wrong. Okay. Oh my God. I know <laughs> this planet. <laughs> I know I was trying, I was telling, I was texting you earlier this week, like her diapers wet and it's not like she's fussy about it. Like I know she's a most emotional because most babies might be a little irritated. Yeah. She is pissed. Yeah. Like, she's like this is the end of the world pissed, and it takes her a long time to recover and we fight naps and her little sounds like she won't be crying. There will be no real tears, but she'll <laughs> scream and, and cry at you and then have these little breakthrough, like, bah, bah, like just to prove her point. 
<laughs> Wait, didn't we learn at your shower that babies can't cry till like six weeks? Yeah, yeah. She didn't get real tears till six weeks or so, maybe five. Oh, but now she has real tears. Now too. she has real tears. Yeah. Oh, but I still can't trust them. <laughs> I still don't know if something's actually an emergency or not. <laughs> and and it's it's hard. It's like interesting because it's like we we didn't give ourselves as humans any other mechanism but crying. <laughs> Right. I know you called it her factory settings. Her factory <laughs> settings are loud. <laughs> okay. So it's the loudness of it. And then the, the, the volume, the volume, both in the loudness and in how much it's like the urgency yeah. and the intensity yeah. of the cry. It makes you feel like it's really urgent when she's like, I'm tired. <laughs> What's wrong is she won't sleep. <laughs> You're like, chill baby. Yes. <clears throat> I know. I don't want to give her a complex. Cause every time she like laughs or cries, I laugh. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just the way that I cope, but I don't want to give her a complex. <laughs> I think that that sounds complex worthy. <laughs> I tell her that her feelings are valid when she's crying. Like you, the, it's okay to have these big feelings when your natural instinct is to shush. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. have really had to hold back on shushing because that like really early indoctrinates them into repressing, suppressing their emotions. I'm so like, that. have these emotions, have these big emotions. If I need to laugh to cope with it, yeah. laugh. Okay. I'm like, I feel like it is a coping laugh. Like it's, it's not coping. funny. You're just like, <laughs> I, if you don't laugh, you cry. <laughs> it's almost like the maniacal, like, this is wild. This is so crazy. What is happening? Uh, ah, oh, motherhood. Yeah. Motherhood. <laughs> Welcome to motherhood. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be our new podcast name. Welcome to motherhood. Oh, Welcome Jesus. Speaking of Jesus. Oh, your recent experience with recent um, experience. Jesus and shame. And shame. Um, so I'm looking for an office space in the Seattle shoreline Edmonds area. So listeners, if you know of a space, hit me up on the DMs and let me know because I need a space. Um I've been working from my couch for three years now, um, and I'm ready to get back into an office. And so I've been looking and hunting and, um, like my true self, I haven't always done the work that I tell my clients to do, but it's not because <laughs> it's, I'm telling them it's because spirit is telling them. Right. But I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Um, so I've been looking for office spaces and, you know, nothing's been just quite right. And I kind of asked my guys like, what's up with that? And they're like, well, you know, you haven't been really specific. So I took that as a note to be more specific. Um, and I was like, okay, this space looks really good. It's near my friends. It's near this, that, blah, blah, blah. And I called the guy and he said, yeah, what do you do? Right? Because of course you want to know what somebody is doing in the space that they're renting. I a responsible just... owner. You don't want it to be, you know, like feeling <laughs> people's skin. Exactly. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> question mark. Is Natalie a serial killer? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what they would say. <laughs> oh, like, no, um, no, she's not. She's not. Um, when people yawn. I yawn. I am an empath. Oh, okay. You're not a sociopath. <laughs> if oh, you, really? You suspect somebody's a sociopath side <sighs> note, yawn in front of them. And if they don't yawn back, you are correct because they don't have that. Run. They don't have that emotional connection. Yeah. Just oh. life hack. <laughs> oh. Jess, that's not a real yawn. That's not really on. Okay. Anyway, 
We'll Without check back on Natalie. <laughs> See, you guys, it's true. She's I'm a, not a sociopath. She's a real one. Um, so right, I just blurted out because it was late at night and I was excited and I just said, I'm a medium. Right. Just like that. Boom. And he was like, oh. And I said, well, for spirit babies and I help people get pregnant. I was just rambling. I did not have my little sales pitch together. And because um, I didn't think it would be a problem. And he was like, mm. he's like, you know, he, I just, he was kind. He was, you know, didn't, you know, but he was just like, you know, I just don't know. I just don't know about that stuff. And, you know, I just, I really just, you know, I don't want you like conjuring up stuff, <laughs> which I get, <laughs> um, you know, he's like, I just, you know, really just believe in like, you know, like Jesus. <laughs> and uh-huh. I said, well, me and too. Like, oh, and then he even said like, oh, I, I actually have some friends who are like trying and struggling to get pregnant. So I was like, girl, send them my name. Yeah. But I said, hey, you know what? I get it. And Jesus is actually one of my guides. Um, But it was just this feeling. It hit my witch wound a little bit. Mm-hmm. This feeling of like, ooh, like not being wanted or not being welcomed because of what I do. And I have faced that throughout this whole spiritual awakening and opening. Mm-hmm. Like I've definitely have shifted relationships with people. Um, people are sometimes no longer in my life. So ugh, it's, it just reminded me of that experience and it sucked. It yeah, sucks. I feel like that, that experience deters a lot of people from coming out of their spiritual closet. Yeah. Because you might get that response from somebody and you have to kind of, I mean, if it's your wound, you'll internalize it, but yeah, I kind of have to say like, that's their work. That's yeah. oh, okay. That's not me. That's them. I know. And I shared it with a couple of friends and they're like, ha ha ha. You could put a spell on him. And I was like, ha ha ha. I can't. I did. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but, but it was, it, yeah. And it just, and I, I, I took it back to this, um, this, this entrepreneur group that I'm in and we talked a little bit about it and they talked a little bit about how I could reframe that. And I could talk about how I do spiritual counseling and how I could, you know, I don't have to use those words as much. And, you know, especially if I'm like trying to rent property or like grow, cause like, we're going to build a big empire. You guys, we're going to yeah. got lots of stuff to do. So I started thinking about that, but then like what, after that response, like, it's so funny. I, this is why I have to share this because that little no mm-hmm. opened up 10,000 yeses for me. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get clear. I'm going to get a space. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. You know, I was like, roar. And so it really like <laughs> fired me up. Don't mess with an Aries, yo. It fired yeah. me up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find a better office space and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, you know, and I kind of got this like surge of like <laughs> indignation. Yeah. But like mediums have been around since the days of the Bible, as I like to say, like we're in the Bible, you know, um, Mm -hmm. we're helpful. We're, we're healers and the witches, like we're, we're all good people, you know? And it just made me feel like, I don't want to have to hide that. I don't want other witches and other healers and other intuitives to like have to hide or worry. And so I don't know what is going to come of that indignation, Mm-hmm. but it's going to be something planted at this Aquarius new moon. You guys so watch out. I mean, you never know In the way, way that you, the way that you owned it. And we're like, yeah, Jesus is one of my guides. Maybe gave yeah. her permission or him, him permission yeah. to look at a tarot deck that week. You know, like you never know how you it's standing true. in your power and authenticity and like not internalizing their projections is going to affect them. Like you give them the gift of being able to stand more in their authenticity. It's true. It's true like, and rock on, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so 
I'll be conjuring up elsewhere. Yeah. TBD. TBD. <laughs> Speaking of conjuring, shall we conjure? Let's conjure. We're going to answer some questions. I'm so excited. I love that we're doing this, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. it just, I feel like it gives us a better connection with you guys and what you're going through. And we're really going to have like our finger on the pulse of the collective. I'm laughing because we're like, oh, we're like not just recording our conversation. I mean, we are, but, <laughs> but we are. But. <clears throat> for also for your pleasure. Yeah. I have to cough. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was really considerate of you. Thank you for being yeah, considerate. You're welcome. Okay. You have the questions written down. Are they in our phone? Oh, I little... do. Yeah, they're in our <laughs> I was like waiting. Yeah. <laughs> they're in our <laughs> file. Yeah, we are so organized, you guys. Next we episode, share Google Drive. This is how professional we are. Oh yeah, here we go. Okay, how do we want to do this? Do we want like one person to ask and then you answer and I answer? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Okay. <sighs> Am I asking? Or are you? Asking? No. We did not talk about this before. I, I was okay, like feeling ask. like a moment of silence. <laughs> okay. Like I need to take a deep breath and transition into this. Yeah, maybe ground okay. for a minute. Let's ground for a minute. So yeah, because they're going to listen to channeling too. Is it okay for them to listen while driving spirit? They say yes. Yes. Put protections around you if you feel like you can't or just yes. pause. And let's just all take a big breath in and let it go. <sighs> so the first question is, when I use tarot to get an answer, all I get is follow your intuition. <laughs> These are the cards, right? The follow your intuition cards. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, shoot. Why can't I get a hint? I love this I, question. Okay. Me too. Do you want to answer first? Do you want me to answer first? No, you answer first. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I love this because I feel like for a really long time, I also was getting this. So maybe the message here is really to hone your intuitive skills Mm. so that you can tap in. Cause there's probably a part of you that isn't open to receiving what, what you want yet. Right. So like the answers that you want, maybe you're not open enough to receive because you haven't built that intuitive muscle, that intuitive connection within yourself, within your own knowing. So I think that's what this particular message is, is like, grow your intuition, like lean into that connection, follow those intuitive hits. And, you know, a follow-up question might be like, well, how do I know what's my intuition versus my ego? Um, spoiler alert. I have a whole course (laughs) 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 to teaching you how to do this, like how through like various mediums, like through using cards or self journaling or your Akashic records or crystals, even if you don't have any of those tools, you can still take this course and apply these things. And it gives you like daily practices to grow your own intuitive connection so that you can start receiving the answers that you're actually looking for. You might just not be ready. Yeah, because it is a practice and Mm -hmm. I mean, I have your course and I love it and I will go back and meet other guys and I will go back and listen to the meditations. Like you have it access to it for the life of, of what do we say? Like the life of the program. So to speak, the life of my LLC, (laughs) but it's, it's good because it's like, it's not a course that you just go through and like, okay, great. I'm done moving on. It's like, it is, it's like, keep practicing. Like when I teach my courses, like I teach just very basic things about how to channel your spirit babies. These are practices that I continue to do. Like I continue to 
channel crystals and plants. I continue to work with things like it's about building relationships. It's about building that connection. It's about building that language. It's about, you know, because when you know that it's an intuitive yes, and you have no doubts, like it's amazing. And I think this is probably a part of this person's path, which is why she's getting this card is like, we're not just going to hand this to you. Like, this is actually a part of your path to develop your intuition. So like, go do that. That's important. Yes. Yeah. Because um, what I kind of feel like is sometimes also with this person, like, we go to the tarot as like, give me the answer. Right. I want the right? answer right like, now. And and I'm like, this is not the right like format for that. Mm-hmm. And the answer is to follow your intuition. And like I feel like they're saying, like, get off the couch, right? And like go mm-hmm. out and like be intuitive. Be intuitive Put with your effort eating. into it. Yeah. Play around with it. Learn some skills. Like, you know, get out there um and get to know your intuition. That's what I'm hearing. Get to know what your intuition looks like, feels like. Do you get tingles? Do you get buzzing in your ears? Like, what are your signs and symbols? And I think for that, you kind of have to slow down and be quiet a bit, you know? You have to really make an effort. You have to devote time to it. You have to commit yeah. to strengthening it. It's a practice. I know. I wish we could just be like, it just, boom, but it doesn't. <laughs> That's why I created the course. Here, yeah. have it. This is what you do. Here's how you can do these things. Okay. That's on your website. Ready and fresh to go. It is. And you can get the first module totally for free. What a fun way to start your new year. Like, yeah, go meet your, do it with, go do it with your a bestie. Do it with a yeah. bestie. Yeah. Get it together. Have a little like tea ceremony. Talk about your guides or do some readings. I have lots of chills on that. Ooh, I love that. Because I think a lot of the stuff that you and I are both trying to do also is to create that community. We've heard from so many people that there's not, like they don't have their intuitive BFFs and they don't have besties and that kind of stuff, but we could do stuff over Zoom these days and you can find community through Instagram and through other places and do a course together. How fun is that? It's so fun. I had two besties in my course and that was so cute. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And with the, that's why like in the VIP option, I am coming back to doing intuitive practice sessions. So like come meet some new intuitive besties once a month and like read for each other and practice your skills and grow them and like just chat. We just like talk. It's hilarious. I love this group so much. I'm starting it back up soon because I love it so much, but that's what the VIP course option. You get invites once a month to come and practice your intuition with other people who are doing the same. So like, there's no spiritual shaming. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, because I mean, you need a safe space to grow this, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, once that muscle is strong, then like, I feel like a lot of working out that doubt and that Mm -hmm. trust and fine tuning that. And I think we both did that in our journeys, you know, like, I think I always share that I do like a validation list. Like you're getting hits, start writing them down. Yeah. And then be like, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Like when you get to like 10, be like, maybe time to trust. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) You want 15? Okay. Okay. Um, the last thing I feel in this card though, is why can't I get a hint? Ooh, girl, that is the hint. Spirit's not after you, right? No. Nobody's denying you anything. Right. So I feel a lot of times like people get angry or upset or hurt, have these deep emotions when they don't get what they want, when they're asking the divine. Right. And so yeah. just kind of understanding that it works in a different way, right. That you know, you are actually getting the answer, but it might not be the one that you want. Or like Natalie said, you might not be ready to receive it. And so trust that, that like, if you're not getting what you want, huh? What expectation do you have around it? Totally. Like that's how spiritual journeys work in my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you have to be like, cool. What is that? (laughs) Go explore. Yeah. And what I'm hearing is like, 
what is the answer you want to hear? Because that's your intuition. Oh, boom. What are you looking for? That's your oh, answer. Oh, I have chills. Yeah. I have chills on that. If you're disappointed with the card that you're getting, what is the card that you wanted? Because deep down we have everything. You already, already know. within everything. That's how I read. Mm-hmm. I just read your book of what you brought. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you have big books. Good. Some of you have paperbacks. No, I'm just kidding. I read your book. I love that. But that is your tagline. Just because Some of you guys are PDFs. <laughs> <laughs> just a single sheet of, no, I'm just kidding. Send you a PowerPoint of my trauma to catch you up. <laughs> um. Okay. Anything more on that? Anything about tarot? My guides are saying, do we want to tap onto tarot, oracle cards, that kind of stuff? Um. I would say the only thing with that is like, don't get too specific about the way that your messages are coming through. Mm. It doesn't always have to come through a tarot card. It doesn't always have to come through an oracle card. And if you like strengthen and grow your intuition, you'll recognize when those signs and symbols are coming through in different ways. Yeah. I'm also hearing like, let it be a launch pad to like journal, right? Like if, if you get a reading and you're like, why I can't get a hit journal that why can't I get a hit Try a remember, remember, and then yeah. boom out comes the hit yeah like if it if it provokes something or inspires something you know like keep that energy moving until you get that clarity or that answer like I, okay what my guys are saying is like some people stop at a bad tarot reading <laughs> they're like ah oh, fuck this shit you know they're like I yeah. hate tarot they like it's like they're saying like pull care pull. you guys don't try to channel <laughs> through me right now they're excited um pull clarifying cards yeah right or do another oh, you can meeting. always ask for more yeah ask for more I don't understand um it is a different way redraw it right like if it doesn't yeah. make sense like you could be in a weird state take a break refresh your energy come back you know mm-hmm. um so always be aware of the state that you're reading when you're asking you know for the divine if you're in a flurried state you know you might get a little flurried of an answer or right, you might not. read it in a flurried way you might not be in the the best energy to receive. Yeah. And then the last thing my guides say is like the decks matter. So there's oh, yeah. energy in like Rebecca Campbell's decks that you share a lot. Oh, so pretty imagery, Love them. Um, traditional tarot, right? Like it's good to understand like the art, Um, you know, like if you pull the same exact cards in different decks, you're going to get totally different meanings, right? Because they're using Completely. like different symbols. So just um, what they're kind of saying is like, um, pick a deck that will give they're saying pick a deck that will give you the answers you want like I don't read tarot when I want a soft nice loving answer I read animal cards you guys true what are you looking for yeah, yeah. No, and then sometimes I'm like of course look at the animal card that's like <laughs> right, a honey badger yeah. <laughs> something like that right the shark you're like yeah Fuck. Um, but yeah, I will pick or like the Lemurian cards. I'll read those when I'm just like, I just want to feel, I need a warm hug answer. Yeah, I need yeah. a warm hug answer versus like when I go to read tarot, tarot doesn't fuck around in my opinion. So Very just direct. get to know your decks, get to know your Oracle cards, get to know, like, think of them as like people that you're going to talk to. Tarot is like your friend. That's like, I'm not going to lie to you. X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. death card death yes. card death tower card. yeah tower devil yeah <laughs> so okay i think we've I squeezed that lemon we did go to my website if you feel like you want to strengthen your intuition go check out my free resource Ooh, oh they get the first session free the first, the first free. yeah it is meet your higher self it's so good it's so fun okay and okay. let us know if you do it 
Yeah, let me know. Well, I'll know, but <laughs> I'll know if you do it. <laughs> let Natalie know. Um, okay. Okay. Next question. Okay. Insight on the guilt I feel for my baby's difficult health journey and my worry for the future. Mm. I feel like this one is ripe. Yes. Yeah. Aval, I'm sorry yeah. that you're having so many feelings. Like I, I really do feel for you with this and the guilt that you feel about your baby's health journey. I, it's uh, like understanding it now from a new perspective. I yeah. did not understand it before. Tell me about that. I mean, just having, like, I told one of my close friends, I could never go back to working in the ER after having a kid. I would not be able to separate myself. Wow. Because it's just cracked me open in a whole new, like emotional, vulnerable way. Nor would I want to. Right. Like you have to be so separate in that work and just stay clear in your saving your life. I can't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Mm. want to. Um, So I feel for you. And I know that it's tough to watch them Mm. suffer through the choices that they have made. But trust, I think the biggest message that came through with this question yeah. was like, trust that your baby chose this. Mm-hmm. And like the best thing that you can do is just support them through it. Yeah. And I want to speak to that guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the heaviest emotions. I think shame's the lowest, but guilt is like Ooh, lowest right number two. Yeah. Um, and I think my, one of my missions is to rid mothers of mother guilt. Yeah. So... Let me tap into that guilt for you, my friend. And this is for all mothers who are having a guilt about maybe their children and their health journey and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, in the space of guilt, you are, are taking blame for this when truly the, you are the chosen one to help this soul through this experience. If you can actually see this as a divine opening for you, your compassion, your understanding, and though it may be different than other mother's pathways around you, you will find solidarity and community in those who are similar like you walking this path and just trust that this is what this baby wants to experience. And Mm -hmm. I just got this message just kind of recently too, from some other kind of channelers and stuff that I've been listening to around the babies and stuff, but like, you know, babies who live like really short lives or have really short contracts. Like if we could see these babies going through this in a different light, if we could see what it is that their souls are actually trying to achieve Wow. And we could support them as parents because what I feel like in that guilt, honey, this is what they're saying to me is that you want to fix it. You it's can't not fix yours it. to fix. It's not yours to fix. It's yours to love. Yeah. Love it. That's where love a lot of it. guilt comes from is the trying to fix, but like yeah. you cannot fix. You can only hold space, hold space, love, mm-hmm. be that container, be a resource, be a soft shoulder to cry on empathize with their pain and their struggles. And I get it. I see what you're seeing them go through. And it's, it's I tough. know you want them to have that childhood, but like part, oh, I have chills on this. Part mm-hmm. of it is um, a part of why a lot of these babies also come in and do this work is to make more and more accommodations for all of us. Right. And so maybe you're chosen to be an advocate to make more and more accommodations for all kinds of babies to live and exist and be. 
Yeah. And I just want to give you a hug. Yeah. And cry if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Let it out. That one's tough. Oh, seeing your kiddo. Okay. That one through something. The word for the future, right? So like, especially like, what's it going to look like when they're three and five and 10 yes. and 17? Um, It's not up to you. Yeah. They're just showing me like you would, it's still coaching through teenage years with this. And it's almost like they're saying, how can you really work with this? How can you, this is your clay. Right. <laughs> and I think remind yourself that future problems are for future you and future you can handle those problems. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you've been saying that. I just, I have a lot of stuff coming for my future self. Yeah. But it can handle it. You're going to be in a different place. You're going to have all of this experience behind you. Don't, you're going to have a network and barely, yeah, pile onto your anxieties about the future because that's for future you. Future problems are for future you. Yeah. And future you has heard this podcast has done some healing, <laughs> right? Has done yes. some grounding, has done some perspective shifting. Mm-hmm. And like, when you get to those next levels, like you're going to make it through. And like, what I feel for your soul is what a joy to find your community and your connection to help you through this. What yes. A joy. What a joy. That's that keeps saying to me that it's a part of your path too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's going it to lead is. you places that you didn't expect. Yeah. Let it lead you. Let it take yeah. you there. Ooh, Ooh, I have chills on that, you guys. Ooh, can you see this? Is that a song? Like is Toto it? started playing in my head. <laughs> is that the like, da, 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 in Africa? The rain's down in Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Toto. Mm. Maybe that song is significant to you. Who knows? Maybe it is. Yeah, that started playing. I don't know. Let us know if that is significant. It just popped up in my head. Okay, this is the last question that we're going to do before we wrap up. Okay. Yes. Because it's time to feed a baby, feed the baby, change a baby. Yeah. My nipples hurt. So (laughs) (laughs) it's the letdown. It's the letdown. Okay. I'm going to ask you this one. Okay. Can my body handle pregnancy with autoimmune issues? Um, short answer. Yes. Yeah. Long answer. (laughs) My guys are like, no, Like that's really confusing. No, with a butt. Um, yeah. <laughs> Short answer: Yes, yes, it can. No, do you believe that it can? Like, if you don't believe that your body can handle it, then no, I won't be able to handle it. But I actually read an article recently that people's autoimmune issues actually go away in pregnancy because wow. your baby is not a parasite; it's a symbiotic relationship. Your baby fetal cells from the baby go to wherever you need that support in your body to support their own pregnancy, to make it their healthiest version of pregnancy. And they've actually found fetal cells in mother's tissues and brains 18 years after a baby. Wow. Yeah. What about those? I have clients that tell me though, that their body sees their fetus as an intrusion, as an invader. I feel like that's very subconscious. I feel like that's maybe past life work, energetic yeah. work, spiritual work. Okay. Like that's a different layer. Gotcha. Like, do you believe that your baby's a parasite? Did a past version of you believe that your baby's a parasite? Oof. Does your husband believe the baby's a parasite? Like does your wife, things, <laughs> does your wife. Yes. <laughs> those things play a role in your pregnancy as well. So if you're having issues with like your health declines in pregnancy that like dig into that. 
dig into yes. your beliefs around that. That's honestly just like leading you into another le- level of healing. Yeah. And I think it's funny on a, on a very practical level, I have quite a few clients that are pregnant with autoimmune issues and they have found, um, a protocol that supports them both. Like some people are doing drug protocols some people are doing more like health and natural protocols, like, and I natural just in terms of like no drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really are. And so many times I'll tell people like, you're going to get pregnant on this day. And it like does not correspond with their cycle. And then they do <laughs> like you guys, there's things called spontaneous ovulation. Like, yeah, uh, you know, like things can happen. Your cycle can work. Like I, if these babies want to come, they're going to come through, they're going to come, they're going to find a way. So I really feel with this, it's like, you know, what I feel like in this question. And I feel like a lot of times what, when I feel my clients who have this, it's like this, like straight jacket. It's like this thing that you can't get off. Um, it feels very punishing, right? So a lot of the like endometriosis, a lot of those, when I talk to those energies, that just feels very like captive and just, so just like, we got to like get rid of that energy too. Oof. Yeah. And to dive into your perceived limitations of your body. Yeah. Like, why are and, you using this as, as a limitation? Yes. Right. And, and, and then specific, I always like, I try to talk to autoimmune, like, it's like, something's off. A it's system normally your off, nervous system, right? Yeah. Something's like, cause it's autoimmune to me is like miscommunication. Yeah. It's like, you're a bad thing. And it's like, but we're not, you know, like, oh. I'm just a spleen. Yeah. yeah. Like don't attack. Oh, you know, it's like, they're, they're my guys are sharing them as like stormtroopers. They're just yeah. like, we're, we're programmed to attack. Um, so it's like, it's almost like they're saying like, you need to have a, a body conference. Oh, I love that term. You guys, Ooh, a body, body conference, body. like check in, be honest, because as Natalie has taught me, like your body goes through a lot with pregnancy. So oh my God. I feel like if an autoimmune is there in your pregnancy. Like you want to, it's part of like your work to do it and you want to get pregnant. Like it's probably part of a healing as well. It's a healing, whether it's, you know, releasing it energetically, getting some medications for it, coming to terms with it is what I hear a lot. Like just accepting that you have this. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, and then, you know, like, I think you shared, like sometimes postpartum you'll get stuff or you'll get gestational diabetes or whatever to like, um, they're saying like parade, <laughs> per- parade your health journey. Yeah. Like they said parade. Cause they want it to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They don't want it to be like a death march of health, but like, yeah, like I get to get healthy. I get to yeah. like, okay. It's sometimes we call it forced. It feels forced, but it's really just a parade of like time to get healthy time to opportunities. This habit. Yeah. It really opportunities. is because, um, the babies are saying that they want us to be more healthy. Yeah. yeah I think I, it's a collective we're moving healthier. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of mental health as well. Mm, like the yes. mental health affects the physical, right? It's a lot of energetics. Yeah. Ooh. There's a lot of stuff in the subconscious that's coming to light. And like, I feel like nervous system regulation plays a huge role in autoimmune issues because they're, they call them like idiopathic. Like they don't know where it comes from. They don't know where it stems from. But a lot of it is from your nervous system not being regulated. It's so much. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to, we should talk a little bit about that. Maybe just regulating nervous systems. I think that's a good 
think maybe we could do like fresh anxieties and then fresh we can anxieties. do like fresh regulations, ways. <laughs> fresh ways to regulate, <laughs> like what we can balance it out. Um, another thing that I heard in this question. So as you guys know, like how my gift works, I can like things like jump out at me. Um, so it says, can my body handle pregnancy? Right. So kind of what I heard in that is, um, my mind can handle it. Mm-hmm. I can get through it and I can just, brrr, but can my body, there's a disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, cause I can handle it up here. I can do it. I'm pregnant. I can mentalize I can, it. I can, I can make myself it. mentally yeah. pregnant. Yes. But like physically, right. So it's like that. How do I get all systems to be in line? So re- remember children, remember physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, and spiritually pregnant. All layers have to be in alignment to physically make that baby. Yeah. And how do you feel about being in your body with all of these discomforts? Like I've also found with clients, a lot of the times that they have physical discomfort is because it's their body trying to pull them back into it. It's like, Hey, red flag, come back. Yeah. That's why you experience pain. That's why you experience these like illnesses or why your soul chose to move through them. Yeah. Pulling you back in your body and pregnancy will pull you back into your body. I know that I've talked about this, but pregnancy is embodiment and I, it hurt. <laughs> like the, like the physical symptoms of yes, having a baby and holding and being a baby. pregnant. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so physical. I know. I think I remember at your shower, like something dropped and you like tried to reach for it and you're just like, I can't get this. <laughs> she went like two inches. And I can't she's reach like, this. That's as far as I go. And I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> In my yoga teacher training, when we did the pregnancy part, we had bolsters yeah. with yoga straps tied around us. And so we would have to like feel like what the poses felt like. <laughs> That's nice. That's good empathy training. Yeah, because no, but it, it's weird. It like, because, you know, <laughs> I'm like, unless you have like a beer belly, like it's like, it's a unique, like rotund ex- uh, situation. There are bones in there. Like you can't just bend. There are, bones, there are in bones in there. Oh, like the baby's bones? Yeah, like there are bones in there. It's not like soft, squishy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, that kind of weirds me out. Oh, it should. It weirded me out. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part was like, you're like, there's teeth inside of me. There's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. Um, okay. So anything more on autoimmune pregnancy body stuff? No, just, I think you, yes, you can, you can your body can handle pregnancy with autoimmune, but can you physically handle your body with an autoimmune issue being pregnant? (laughs) Yes. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Good question to ask yourself. Dive into that journal around that for yourself. Why do I feel like my body can't? Yeah. Ooh, I feel a lot of stories coming out. Lots of stories. Um, and I think they kind of want to remind us, especially like that, um, with these stories around, like, you know, having a child who has had a difficult health journey, like you're probably constantly surrounded by like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for you. Like, this must be so awful. This must be yeah. so hard. That is in your psyche. Same thing. Like, uh, your doctor as well, you have an autoimmune. So it's what are the stories? 2%, 2% and, yeah. da, 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 and we don't know, blah, blah, blah. So you're just like taking all that in. So just like, remember, if you go to appointments, if you are around people like that, they're saying to me, like, again, my favorite word, flush it out. Like it's, if you don't, it's not your stories. Don't hold on to those. Yeah. Yeah. Write them out. Get them out of your system. 
that's actually part of the lesson they're saying to me is to not mm-hmm. hold on to other people's stories or to not let other people's experiences stories define your own, mm-hmm. that you truly have the power to create whatever you life you want. Everyone here on this planet does. Yeah. It's just that it's kind of hard when we see so many other people doing things that we're like, oh, should mind me like that? Mind me like that? You know, it's like, I know, mirrored effect. It's understandable. They're saying, but you really, truly can create anything you want. Try yeah. it out. They say, yeah, <laughs> just try it. See how it goes for so you. Cash. Try it out. Just imagine your best life and then go get it. Yeah. <laughs> best. There we go again with that word. Best. Oh, best. <laughs> the is my nemesis this year. Hydrate. <laughs> hydration. Also affects breast milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not hydrated enough. Oh, well, it's beating. What a journey. Well, I think that's good. Yeah. For this. Thank episode. you for your complete. Yeah. Thanks guys. I hope that you find benefit in them. And if anything resonated with you, um, even if it wasn't the whole message, just like a piece of the message, then run with that. That's for you. You'll yeah. Know. Let us know. We'd love to know. We love to hear from you. We we loved when we came back on that you guys were excited and we're laughing out loud and just, you know, sharing us with your friends and stuff. So thank you again. We are, we are happy to be here in season three. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we, when this episode airs, we will have a box in our stories on Instagram um, at no such thing as normal pod for you to submit more questions, or you could just DM us or email us at what is it? No such thing as normal pod at gmail.com. That is correct. Okay, good. <laughs> and um, happy Aquarius season. We're yeah. recording this on the first day of Aquarius season and happy new moon in Aquarius. Soon, right? Or is that today? I think it's like this weekend. Oh, great. I don't know. What day is it? Again, circle. What is time? Full circle. <laughs> what Just is time? by the moon. <laughs> what time is it? Moon in Aquarius time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, what bird is chirping? It's the midnight bird. <laughs> Almost it is. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, With that, we will chat with you guys next week. Bye.